Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. So glad you can join us. We've got a great show for you. Joining us in just a few seconds, the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, is going to be here. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, newly elected. He was sworn into his third term. We're going to get started right after these commercial messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to home 
HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As mentioned at the top of the show, we are very fortunate to have the 45th president of the United States joining us right now, Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, John. Great honor. With you, it's always a great honor, I will say. I was thinking of you last night. I thought when this Joe Biden announcement came out about the documents, I'm thinking, you know, President Trump probably has something to say about this. Your reaction after all the president said about you, after all the President Biden said about you, for him to have classified documents in his office. Your thoughts? Well, you know, as vice president, he doesn't have the right to declassify. They shouldn't have been there. And for that long, I guess it was seven years or nine years now, I'm hearing very extended periods of time. It was also big stuff, a lot of it having to do with Ukraine. And as you know, his son got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a month from Ukraine. And I think they got a $3 million upfront payment to sit on the board of a company that was a very problematic company, a very a company that had a lot of problems. But uh, it was uh, shocking, actually, to see. Actually shocking. It was. And I want to ask you about this. They find out about this on November 2nd, if you believe their timeline. That's before the election. Then on November 18th, they name a special prosecutor against you. They never mention this. It only comes out now. Any concern about the delay in disclosing this to the American public? Well, I think they knew long before November 2nd. Uh, I think he knew probably right from the beginning. And I think a lot of it had to do with uh, Ukraine because that was the papers he kept. And no, I think they knew about this for a long time and they didn't do anything about it. Now, there is a big difference. I mean, a lot of differences, first of all, but there is a big we were having very good conversations with NARA. All of a sudden, they just come in and raid. They raid Mar-a-Lago. But we were having they didn't have to do that because we would have given it over. We were having very, very productive conversations. No problem. And then they do the big grandstand. But very importantly, as I come under the Presidential Records Act, meaning the president comes under the Presidential Records Act, the vice president comes under the uh, Federal Records Act. The Federal Records Act is brutal. The Presidential Records Act, and this be, is because of you know years and years of uh, litigation, when people leave office, what they take, what they don't take, and you know they've actually paid. Remember, they paid I think eighteen million dollars to Richard Nixon to get his the things that he took from office. So this is after years of litigation. But interestingly, the Federal Records Act, the Vice President comes under, and it's brutally, it's criminal. The the it's a criminal act, whereas the Presidential Records Act is not criminal. In fact, it says you talk and you work it out. And if you don't work it out, you keep talking. I mean, you know, it's sort of a, a very calm thing. They shouldn't even be they shouldn't be looking at me under the Presidential Records Act. It's a disgrace. But under the Federal Records Act, which is the vice president, it's a very uh, it's a very high standard. And it's it is very, very tough. It's a different world. Yeah, it is. And you, of course, have been facing this situation with the special prosecutor. How does this change the equation with what you've been doing with the Justice Department to get this matter resolved? Well, I think it totally changes it. I mean, uh, he's again, he's under this federal act that's very tough. And I'm under I, I, I was perfect under the Presidential Records Act. We were negotiating with NARA. Now, you know, NARA is a far left group of people. I don't know if you know or if you've ever heard They've red flagged, essentially red flagged the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights. They said it's a dangerous document. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, these are people that, uh, you know, look, they have some real difficulties. OK, but this is a very left wing group of people in era. 
And I think that's got to be corrected. Yeah, there's a lot of debate about that. So such an important thing. But I did nothing wrong. I mean, just to finish this off, I did absolutely nothing wrong. And we were talking to them and we gave them a tremendous amounts of stuff. Now, uh, Biden only gave it. He had it for nine years. I mean, uh, now I'm here. At first, I heard it was a couple of years. And then ultimately, I just heard a little while ago they had it for it could be nine years. And now you have to say, well, what about all of these places that he's got? He's got a a tremendous trove of things at the University of Delaware, I understand. He's got another one at Penn. He's got a big trove up at Penn. Uh, And then what about his house? And what about Biden's? uh, What about Hunter's house? And, you know, who's going to go in there like they did with me? Who's going to do that? No, I think and I think we've had tremendous support from the Republicans who think it's totally unfair. It's a very unfair situation. And conservatives and Republicans have gone through this for years, but I'm the record setter. There's no question about it. Now that's for sure. There's no doubt. Sir, you fought China hand and tooth when you were president. Joe Biden seems to have and his family have this incredible relationship with China. They're going on Air Force One. They're making deals. There's 10 percent for the big guy, Tony Bobolinsky. This university that housed the think tank where Joe Biden's documents were found got a lot of funding from China. So the University of Penn State, the big recipient of China funding, the Biden Penn Center is housed there. Concern about why there's so much China money always flowing around the Bidens. Well, that's one of the really big things, I think, with the documents, frankly, is that uh, you have China that gave $54 million, I understand. That's what the number I hear. And they paid him almost a million dollars a year. They kept it slightly under a million. It's like nine ninety eight or something. So that this way they can say probably if it if somebody ever gets wise to it, gee, we didn't pay him a million. You know, it sounds a lot less. If you pay uh nine hundred and ninety eight thousand, it sounds like a lot less. Uh the fact is that China was paying through Penn, which, you know, I went to school at Penn. I went to the Wharton School of Finance. I was I love Penn. But they were paying uh, all of this money to Joe Biden and they have the Biden center there. And I would imagine, you know, they're paying all this money. I would imagine they had absolute uh, entree into those documents and they saw those documents. And those were major places. Now, that's only what's come out so far. But I'd be willing to bet he has many more documents than that. And then if you look at these other places that he's storing documents I mean, I would think he'd have a a treasure trove of documents. It's very, very sad. But China paid $54 million. And I guess out of that, they paid a million dollars a year to Biden. Think of that. I mean, isn't that an incredible situation? Is it even believable? Yeah. Well, we suddenly got a forgivable loan from China. So we know they had no problem taking money from China. Let me pivot to something that you're getting a lot of credit for. Kevin McCarthy, Scott Perry, so many members of Congress saying you played a very important role last week in getting Republicans unified to get not only Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker, but to get rules that change the way the swamp in Washington operates. Can you tell us in your own words what you think you did and what happened in the last week to the Republican Party? Well, I've I've gotten along with Kevin over the years, and and I think that he really saw a lot, and I think he's learned a lot over the last year, and he say, I think he sees the kind of corrupt stuff. He watches uh, Unselect Committee, the January sixth, I call it the Unselect Committee. I never got credit for that name, but that's okay. But it is an Unselect Committee. It's a bunch of hacks and and horrible people on that, and it's a one-sided deal. And it's, you know, very unfair. And I think he watched that. And I think he really was repulsed by it very much. You know, he 
decided and and I understood what he was doing, but it really wasn't it, it really didn't quite work out. He didn't want to put anybody on because he thought it was so disgraceful where they wouldn't take Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. He said that we won't put anybody. I fully understood that. But nobody knew that this thing was going to last forever. And forever, all of the 12 people, whatever it was, they were all anti-Trumpers and, you know, just screaming about Trump all day long. Uh, but, you know, it was uh, I think he learned. I think he saw that. And I think he thought it was really horrible and really unfair to the country and to the Republican Party. Uh, what what happened is there was really nobody else that was going to get the left within the Republican Party and the right within the Republican Party. You know, that's not a very big hole to go through. And so what's happened, what happened is I was very, I was friendly with both sides. Many of these people, most of them I endorsed. I liked them. They liked me. And when it came down to crunch time, you know, you had 20 people that were pretty hard line and they happened to be very good friends of mine. Almost all of them, I would say all of them. And uh, I would make them calls. I mean, because I, I didn't like what was happening, John. It It was starting to look a little bit chaotic. It was starting to look a little bit not good. And what happened is I started calling them and I started getting people to agree with me and coming on board. And as you know, Matt Gates is a very good guy and he's, you know, he's a strong guy. And I called him in the end. I mean, it was just about over where they were going to leave. And I think that if they left, think of it, if they left and you had two and a half, three days in between, I don't know that anything would have ever, you might've ended up with a Democrat, to be honest with you. I don't know that this thing ever would have gotten done. Your moderates would have left. Other people, it would have been a, a disaster. And that's when Matt ran up to the front of the room and he said, I'm changing my vote. I'm changing my vote. And he's a great guy. And and uh, they're all really great. I, I think, you know, they're very committed. And don't forget, you know, they signed a document. This document is a very strong document. The Speaker of the House is now I think going to be actually in a certain way in a stronger position for those of us that love our country. I think Kevin's going to do a good job, but I really believe that that three days, it looked messy, but in the end, it's sort of funny how it turns out. Sometimes, you know, the best things happen through the, through the war. And in the end, I think we're going to end up with a more unified party. Now we have some great heads of committees. We have some great people on the committees and these are people that you know very well, John, and you deal with. These people don't mess around. These are tough people. And their voice wasn't heard for a long time. You know, the big problem the Republican Party has is Mitch McConnell. How he approved that $1.7 trillion is shocking. Because if he would have waited 10 days, the House would have either killed it or made it much better. How he went and just approved that, he's a real problem for the party because he does anything the Democrats want. And he's got his 10 or 12 people that you have to get, and they just follow his lead because he gives them a lot of campaign contributions. You know, he's, his leadership ability is only in that he raises money and then he gives them a lot of money to campaign. But it's uh, Mitch McConnell's a real problem for our country, frankly, and for the Republican Party. And his wife, as you know, is wedded to China. I call her Coco Chow. Uh, she's wedded to China. And it's such a conflict that this guy is is the head of the Senate is is just a a an embarrassment to Republicans. It shouldn't be, and it's been like that for a long time. And he keeps his power because of he spends time raising money, and then he hands out twenty million, fifteen million, ten million, and then he actually spends twelve million to beat a good candidate in Alaska so that he can get his 
his voter in there, you know, and Murkowski is one of the worst senators we have. That was a head-scratching moment. You've modernized the Reagan fiscal discipline thing. You cut taxes, you grew the economy, then you cut regulations and got all those regulations down. In your second term, you had a plan to shrink government. Republicans in the House could probably benefit from that plan. How important is it to keep cutting the deep state and getting this government down to a more manageable size? Well, I was doing it, and then we got hit with COVID, and we had to help the people with COVID. You know, if we would have done that, this country would have, I don't think it would have existed. You know, it was... uh, We did a great job with COVID. I've always felt that, you know, people give me a lot of credit on foreign policy and the economy and things, but they they don't like doing it on COVID. I think I did among the best jobs on COVID because all of a sudden something came in that nobody had any idea what it was, but we knew it was killing a lot of people. And, you know, I closed it to China when a lot of people didn't want me to do that. Almost nobody wanted that was that saved a lot of lives. But, you know, uh, the COVID thing. Obviously, we had to go guns a blazing with uh, with the money and we had no choice. Otherwise, you know, we had to help people. They wouldn't have been able. They lost their jobs. They were losing their jobs left and right. This was a shocking event. And uh, we came up with things that nobody, you know, our uh, if if you look at like Regeneron, you know, the therapeutic stuff that we did and, and all of the the. Uh, ventilators that we got. We did such a, we were making them for the world, for the whole world, but we did a great job. And, uh, but you know, you had to do, you would have seen if, if we didn't get hit with COVID, we had an economy the day before COVID came in, the likes of which no country ever in the world has ever seen. Everybody was working, African-Americans, I always say it, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women, men, no high school diploma, MIT diplomas and doctorates. Uh, everybody was doing great. And the country was coming together. Then we got hit with COVID. And then by the time I left, the stock market was actually higher because the market you know, went down so drastically. The market was higher than it was the day before COVID. And we did a great job. We handed over something that was great. And by the way, I read a report Yesterday, that we have more COVID right now. COVID is all over the place. What happened to Biden with COVID? I mean, we have massive numbers of COVID right now. We do. It is. It's spreading like wildfire. So it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I know how important free speech and liberty is to you. We've seen all these revelations about the FBI, the Homeland Security Department, the Biden White House squeezing social media to censor people. You go out and create a new platform called Truth Social. It's now having record traffic this week. What you've seen with the federal agencies and the solution you put in place. I'd love to get your reaction to both of those. Well, one of the things that was so shocking to me was when we saw the revelation of, you know, see the FBI and you always want to love the FBI and all of you know, what it stands for, the image of what it stands for. And then you see where the FBI was actually rigging the election, where they were suppressing bad news on Biden. And they say, push the good news on Biden and the exact opposite on me. And they were, you know, they, I don't know if you saw, they said it made the pollsters, uh, John McLaughlin and some others, real good ones. They said 17 point difference. I don't need, I didn't need 17 points. I didn't need anything. I didn't even need that. They didn't even do it because the election was a rigged election. But I will tell you that uh, when I saw the FBI's involvement in free speech uh, and anything you want to call it, the other thing, and it you know, pertains to it totally, is the fact that the media is just so corrupt. If you have a story that's positive about Trump, they just won't write it. And if you have a story that's positive about Biden or, or some Democrat or whatever, that side of the equation, 
they make it, you know, front page news. Even today, I noticed it's not a front page. It's a very small story in the New York Times. Now, think of that. This is the biggest thing, all the documents we're talking about. He gets caught with highly classified at the highest level. You know, the marking was the highest level. He gets caught and they have a little story in the Times. It's It's got a small story in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it's got, you know, a small story in the Washington Post. If that were me, it would be the whole front page. It is such, the media is so corrupt. And, you know, I think if I've done one thing, and I'm very proud of it, uh, we've, we've done so much, but one thing that I'm very proud of that I think people don't talk about, I think I've exposed it all. I don't think it would ever have been exposed if anybody else were in the position. I think I've exposed it all. And now you can go get it because they have really exposed themselves as being corrupt. Even the Pulitzer Prize, if you look at that, I mean, to get to get the Pulitzer Prize for Russia, Russia, Russia reporting. And, you know, the prize reads to the effect on your great and brilliant reporting on Russia. Well, they got it wrong. It was the exact opposite. You should get the Pulitzer Prize. Sean Hannity should start writing a little bit and get the Pulitzer Prize. OK, I mean, you guys and Sarah, uh, there was a group of people that got it right, right from the beginning. And and, you know, I'm suing Pulitzer now because I'm saying you got to take the Pulitzer Prize away. The Times and The Washington Post have admitted that they were wrong. So how do you get a Pulitzer Prize when you're writing all this stuff about Trump? And it turned out that had nothing to do. And then the report came out yesterday that, by the way, the influence of Russia over the election was was uh, tiny. It was nothing. It was nothing. It was a it was all a big hoax. It was a scam. It's a witch hunt. And it continues to this day. But I think that this new revelation on Biden with the uh, highly classified documents is that's a uh, tough thing for them. I don't know how they handle that one. Yeah, it's a big one. You happy with truth? It's growing millions of people. I see lots of traffic come into just the news every day from it. You've created a place where people can just say what they believe. I I think it's great. You know, I'm back on Twitter, but I don't, I haven't used it because truth is so good. And truth gets put into Twitter. It gets put into everything. It's uh, It's just taken off and people love it. And it's got real stuff and it doesn't have the bots and the dots and all of the different things, the fake accounts, as they call them, millions and millions of fake accounts. And we have a tremendous uh, following and it's it's really been it's an incredible, uh, incredible thing. Now, even truth, you know, they although the Times did make a mistake uh, two weeks ago, they wrote a story about how powerful truth is. But they always like to say financial. It's, you know. We have financing out. The SEC goes after the people that want to do the financing. These poor people, they come in, they want to do financing. They end up under investigation because they can, they can finance anything else in the world. No problem. They want to finance something that's with Trump and they end up under investigation. I said, lots of luck. But uh, I wouldn't mind if I if, if something ever happened, I'd keep it private. I have a lot of money and I'd keep it private. But I'm, we're really proud of truth. I think truth is fantastic. In a moment of free speech need, it, it filled a void very bigly. It's a really incredible thing. Mr. President, I know how busy you are. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us, bringing us up to speed on all these important issues. Well, congratulations. You are a professional. You really are. You're one of the true greats. And I think someday they'll appreciate it. I hope it's going to be soon. But at some point, they're going to appreciate it, John. You're a real a real pro. Those are kind words. So I really appreciate them. Thank you so much for spending the time today. It was a great honor for us. Thank you, John. I'll speak to you again soon. All right, sir. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. 
Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So excited to have this next guest on. Yesterday, he raised his hand and was sworn in for his third term as a United States senator from the great state of Wisconsin, where I spent eight years of my life. Joining us right now, Senator Ron Johnson. Senator, congratulations on a third term and welcome to the show. Well, Happy New Year, John. Uh, look forward to talking to you here. Absolutely. Well, listen, over the holidays, I thought of you several times because there were study after study, announcement after announcement, usually in foreign countries, but some in America, too, where there's an acknowledgement that there is the phenomenon of vaccine injury, that the COVID-19 vaccines do have some problems. A year or two years ago, a year and a half ago, when you started just to ask the right questions about this, you were ridiculed, you censored. Now we're beginning to see the truth come out. One, I'm sure it's satisfying, too, but also frustrating that it took so long, right? Well, it's enormously frustrating because I think we could have prevented so much harm if our federal health agencies would have been honest and transparent, if they would have actually used the safety surveillance systems that they were touting in October before they got the emergency use authorization on this. Uh, that then they basically denigrated uh, once those safety surveillance systems were screaming at them that there were real serious safety signals. For example, Bayer's. I remember, I think it was about the April time frame. And by the way, I was always watching Bayer's because I've been talking to these eminently qualified doctors and medical researchers that had reservations about this mRNA technology. Um, so I, I was talking to people before the, the emergency use authorization was granted, and so I, I thought we ought to exercise some caution on here. You know, I was a big supporter of Operation Warp Speed. I'm definitely not anti-vax, but 
I realized this was something different. I mean, this literally is gene therapy. They, they had to change the definition of vaccine to, you know, get this into that category. But when I saw, you know, back then is I think over 3,000 deaths report on Bayer's by, and I hate to, you know, say the exact time frame, but these were worldwide deaths. At that time, more than 40% were occurring on day zero, one, or two. And, you know, to, to, you know, I remember the history of the swine flu vaccine, where you had a couple dozen deaths, about four to 500 cases of the Guillain-Barre disease reported, they, they stopped the program, they pulled the vaccine. And here we were, you know, tens of thousands of reported adverse events, over 3,000 deaths, over 40% occurring on day zero, one, or two. And I realized VAERS doesn't prove causation, but that would certainly concern me. And that, then I had a individual, not individual, but a face-to-face -face meeting with a bunch of other Republican senators with Francis Collins. And I raised the issue with him and he just blew me off. He said, Senator, people die. Um, that, that, that's, again, my antenna were, you know, highly raised. Alarm bells were going off in, in, in my head. But again, this is spring uh, of 2021 and the safety signals have been screaming ever since. And it has just baffled me about why we are in a complete state of denial in terms of the Biden administration, the federal health agencies, the pharmaceutical companies, the mainstream media, and the, the big tech social media giants. The, the COVID cartel has been suppressing this ever since. And of course, because of my advocacy, I, I got connected to the thousands of people who have been vaccine injured and I've given them a voice. I've, I've let them tell their stories. Um, and it, so I, I've met them. I, I say I, I've hugged the vaccine injured. I, I've hugged the survivors, you know, people who lost loved ones uh, within a day or two of a vac the vaccination. I, I believe their stories and all these people want is to be heard, seen and believed so they can get help, so they can, you know, receive therapy because without the acknowledgement that vaccine injuries are real, the medical establishment is just blowing them off. They won't even consider uh, that as a cause of their ailments. It's it's really tragic. It, it really is. There is a I think a positive development. It, it's only happened in the last twenty four hours. But the CDC, according to some the results that were released to the Epoch Times, says that it's found hundreds of safety signals for the two most widely used COVID vaccines, of course Pfizer and Moderna. That is a long delayed, but I think monumental acknowledgement. Something that they really sat on for quite some time. You have been in the middle of, I think, some of the hardest truths to force into the public. Hunter Biden, the Russia collusion case, FBI corruption, the problems with the vaccine, even from good intention people who want to make a good vaccine, but they're problems. We should just acknowledge them. How hard is it in this current environment to get truth out? It seems like it's, it's such an uphill slog if the establishment media doesn't want to cover it. Well, it is very difficult. I mean, we are dealing in terms of government with a deep state. Uh, they realize they are pretty much immune. Uh, they can act with impunity in terms of hiding information from the public. We, we, have, we don't even have close to a transparent government. We, we, we have a deep state. It is populated by leftists. Uh, they are ideologically aligned, and they're just not going to let the American public know what they're up to. Uh, they've got vast power. Uh, when, when it comes to Hunter Biden, I mean, just take a look at what the FBI did to set the uh, conditions for sabotaging 
the Hunter Biden laptop, should their threats to Mr. McIsaac not be effective and he actually came forward with that laptop? And remember, when they left the shop, you know, one of the FBI agents said, turned around and said, by the way, it's, it's our experience that uh, people who don't talk generally don't get in trouble. And I think you know this, John, that uh, you know, the, the day after we issued our report, uh, Mr. McIsaac uh, did offer us that computer, but you know, b- because we had been provided these uh, unsolicited briefings about Russian disinformation and, and Russian interference, you know, regardless of that briefing or not, we, we would have done our due diligence on that computer. I mean, it was a stolen property, whatever, but they were laying the groundwork with Twitter, these social agencies, with you know, unsolicited briefings to Senator Grassley and I that they later leaked to smear me. But they were doing all this just to be able to sabotage immediately uh, if Mr. McIsaac went public with that computer. And of course, that's what happened. I mean, with, within, within days, all of a sudden, you got a, a letter from 51 former intelligence officials uh, saying they had the earmark of, of a Russian information operation. That letter was an information operation. So again, I'm, I'm just highlighting that to, to put in perspective, that is what the deep state will do to protect Hunter Biden, just think what they will do to protect themselves, their wrongdoing. If you go to COVID, um, the, the fact that they've been ignoring these safety signals, the fact that they sabotaged the use of these widely available, relatively safe, generic, cheap, generic drugs that work, you know, things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and corticosteroids and budesonide. I mean, there, there's a cornucopia of drugs that work that because of what Fauci did, the, the you know, health agencies, they sabotaged the use of that. So doctors wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole. I believe doctors who said that, that hundreds of thousands of people died lacking treatment. I think uh, an awful lot of Americans understand too that uh, their loved one, when they got COVID, couldn't get treatment. It was just like, go home, so you turn blue in the face, then go in the hospital, and I guess we'll, we'll, we'll shove remdesivir in your arms to the tune of about 3000 bucks, and then a ventilator and just kind of watch you die. I mean, that, that's the sad reality of what happened in way too many cases uh, with COVID. So, again, with, with, with that as the history, with that as the reality, just think of what the deep state will do, you know, the COVID cartel, to hide their grotesque mismanagement of the pandemic. So again, agencies have learned that the press is not the press is not going to press them for information when it's a liberal uh, administration. Uh, so they can act with impunity. So what we need, John, and you know this, we need whistleblowers. We need a lot of whistleblowers. We need the people that have integrity in these agencies, that have documents, that have knowledge. And, and maybe it's just a little piece of the puzzle. We need, we need all those pieces of the puzzle so we can put public pressure to get these agencies to be a little bit more transparent. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt that is going to be the key for the next couple of years. 20 FBI whistleblowers we know have come out to you and to Senator Grassley, to Jim Jordan. We understand there may be more coming forward in the next few weeks, you just said something, and I know a lot of people in the past would have said, "Oh, that's Ron Johnson. He's that, that you know, silly stuff." 
You said there's a deep state and it's trying to impose liberal values. I'm going to read you a quote that occurred on this show yesterday because it didn't come from a politician. It came from one of the FBI's f- former most senior leaders in the, in the FBI, former chief of the criminal division, the assistant director for criminal division, Chris Wecker. He came on the show yesterday. He said exactly what you just said, Senator Johnson. He said, listen, the, uh, there's a wholesale takeover, the bureaucracy of the Justice Department. It's filled with the political appointees in every position. They are incredibly liberal in their politics, and they now have sort of taken over the FBI, and they're inserting that ideology into high-profile investigations. That's a career G-man, an FBI guy, saying exactly what you're saying. People are beginning to embrace the things that you, two or three years ago, were trying to expose. Now people are coming out and affirming them. Vaccines, FBI, Hunter Biden. Any sense of just a little satisfaction that maybe the truth is starting to sink through? Oh, you know satisfaction be the the wrong word. I mean, maybe an inkling of hope. Um, But, you know, John, I know what powerful forces we're up against. Like I said, I I know what they did just to protect Hunter Biden. And I know I've got a sense of what they will do to protect themselves. You know, what what gives me encouragement, though, is I I had a FBI agent, you know, randomly at an airport, recognized me, came up, gave me an FBI coin to say, Senator, the rank and file are with you. Thank you for what you're doing. And I've, I've had the same thing in terms of medical establishment, you know, doctors who, and I understand the fear. I mean, the, the COVID cartel is destroying people like Peter McCulloch and Pierre Corey and, and, the, and the doctors who have had the courage and compassion to not only treat patients, but be public about it. You know, these doctors, they spend decades gaining their skill. You know, the young ones are hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. They want to help people. They want to remain doctors. But when they see certifications being threatened, uh, licenses being pulled out of the doctors, they they can't come forward. I mean, the fear factor works. But quietly, they come up to me and say, Sandra, thank you. Thank you for telling the truth. So, you know, there there is that undercurrent of people that do see what's happening. You know, unfortunately, most people get their news from the big tech social media giants. I mean, they get that's that's the narrative. Uh, that's what's out there. So people got to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, they have to go into these alternate sites like Just the News. Um, and to get the truth, the Epoch Times, I mean, there, there there is the truth out there. We still have a free press, but people have to go the extra mile to to access it. Um, but, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not under any illusions. I mean, I got reelected, but I sure was hoping I'd be chairman so that the subpoenas would already be flying on some of these issues. Now, I've, I've got to try and work. And I've, I've, I, by the way, you know, Senator Ossoff has been cooperative on some of these things, but uh, I'm hoping he'll be more cooperative as, as hopefully his eyes are opened up with the public in terms of why we need to fully investigate what happened with COVID in some of these other areas. Um, but unfortunately, so much of this has become partisan. It's, you know, COVID never should have been a partisan issue, but let's face it, the, the Fauci's of the world, you know, read, read, uh, Paul Alexander's a book, Presidential Takedown, and you'll see the, the mindset of, of how they politicize COVID to basically take down Trump. Um, just the truth. I mean, by the way, there are some great books for your listeners. Presidential Takedown is a good one. Viral is an excellent book. Alina Chan and Matt Ridley kind of lay out that's kind of the whole origin thing and, and, and the drastic. And we talk about whistleblowers, this, this group called Drastic on the internet, these internet sleuths that just know how to mine information and data. I mean, that we need ordinary people to help us get the truth out. Uh, but um, unknown, Cause Unknown is Great by Ed Dowd 
excellent book, A Turtles All the Way Down, if you want to kind of explore the whole truth about the history of vaccines. There are some excellent publications. The truth's available there, John, but people need to work a little bit harder to get it. Yeah, well, because of you, it's a lot more widespread. You have worked so relentlessly and against such forces to just get basic facts out. But I feel like those facts are beginning to sink in. I want to turn to one thing and ask you this question. We had Congressman James Comer on. He's going to be the chairman of the House Oversight Committee. And he said that the roadmap you left him, the roadmap of the SARS, the suspicious activity reports uh, showing Hunter Biden's receipt of uh, suspicious money from overseas accounts, that that is going to be the roadmap he's going to take it to try to take it to the next round. And that is to time up when money came into Hunter Biden from suspicious foreign actors and when it may have gone out to his father's accounts, as we know in some cases it did, or when his father took actions around the time that benefited the people paying the money. There's got to be some sense of satisfaction knowing that that's going to be extended. But also, you as a senator, will you be able to help or work with the House committees to help them along and to speed up their inquiries on things like Hunter Biden, COVID origins, uh, vaccine injury? Well, you know what a excellent team I have over here. So just from a standpoint of manpower, absolutely, we can help them. We've offered that help. Uh, we've gotten indications they'll accept that offer of help. I mean, one thing, for example, when they bring in uh, people to take uh, to interview them, take depositions and stuff, it'd be very helpful to have you know my staff there listening to, to potentially give them some information. Now, you know, not not to interfere in the the questioning stuff, but just be present to hear it. Just having that institutional memory. Yeah. I mean, so, so again, I, I hope they fully. Uh, take us up on our offer to 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 work on this because you know, I'm I'm hoping in a couple of years we can you know be in the the majority and, and have the type of subpoena power that uh, you, you do need. Um, but again, uh, subpoenas only go so far. You know that we, we subpoenaed uh, Christopher Ray. He gave us you know pretty much the middle finger. He's continued to give uh, Congress the middle fingers as so many of these agency heads and and uh, officials do. Uh, so it, it does it needs to be a team effort. You know. Congressional staff is only so large. I mean, we don't have, you know, we don't have unlimited resources. So uh, we got to fully cooperate with, with each other. And the goal is the truth. I mean, from my standpoint, it's not, it's not partisan game. It's literally my goal has always been. I, I think somebody asked me one time, well, well who are you going to target? I don't target people. I target the truth. The American people deserve the truth, and they're not getting it right now. And that's if, if, if anything drives me, it's that. It's just, I'm just outraged by, you know, I come from the private sector. You know, we've got to be an open book. I mean, you've got the government come knocking on you. I mean, here's our OSHA 200 logger. You know, we, we have to be transparent for the government. And then I come into government, I realize well, the government's tra- not transparent with us at all. I mean, they, 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 are a, they set the rules so they're above the rules. And that is the exact a- attitude that is displayed by people like Christopher Ray and other agency heads. It's like, hey, we are the law. You, know, you guys have rules. You know, we'll pass laws that you got to follow, but <laughs> don't expect us to follow those rules. And by the way, you'll never catch us breaking the rules either, because we we know we know where all the wrongdoing is buried. We know how to hide the ball. We do it very effectively, and you can't touch us. It's an amazing dynamic. We are the science. We are the law. We are the deciders. And uh, that has been exactly what our founding fathers feared a big government would become if we allowed it to become. So I want to end with this question because it is the news of the day, but I think there's a much larger narrative. 
the same sort of debate that occurred in the Senate in November about who should be the leader, what sort of leadership the Republican Party is going to have going forward, is now playing out in the House with the Kevin McCarthy saga. There's been a very robust, healthy discussion about a topic that you always talk about, and that is reigning in the insane spending and the deficit and the debt and all the things that we foist upon future generations of America. Your reaction to the debate that's going on in the House and what it might mean for the larger conservative movement. Will conservatives actually go back and become fiscal conservatives because the record in the last 20 years hasn't been that great? You know, John, I come from a manufacturing background. And one thing you find out in manufacturing is you cannot have a good product if you don't have a good process that's under control. And right now, we don't have a process here. I mean, actually, we do. I mean, this doesn't just happen. These omnibuses, this is actually planned by both sides. Uh, Take everybody else out of the equation other than the four people who have power in Washington, D.C., the president, the minority and majority leader of the Senate, and the Speaker of the House. I mean, they, they, they run the printing press here, okay? They, they, they run the spending machine. And you need to involve the American public in what government spends and what we fund through their elected representatives. The way you do that is you restore a process. And that process is pass a budget. If you can't pass a balanced one, use the debt ceiling increase the way it was designed to be increased, which is, you know, attached to its fiscal controls, it'll help you keep things under control of the future, and then use that budget to drive an appropriation process. I mean, there'll still be massive spending bills. I mean, there'll be hundreds of billions of dollars, each one of them, but at least it's, it's, it's more under control. There will be more things highlighted. I mean, you can start pointing out waste in the Defense Department or Health and Human Services or EPA. Okay, it, it's, it's a better process, and so hopefully you'll have a better product. But, you know, I, I was always talking about, you know, when we, you know, had a leadership election here in the Senate, it really wasn't, you know, nothing personal. It, it was about establishing a different governing model for the Republican Conference in the Senate, and I would say the Republican Conference in the House. You know, get leadership to embrace, like, like by the way, like you do in the private sector. You know, most private sector companies, big ones, have a mission statement. They have general principles. I mean, this is how we treat our employees. This is how we treat our customers. This is the integrity we show. Here are our annual goals. You know, have that type of governing model where we establish, this is our mission as conservative Republicans. Here are our principles. I mean, the principle I would like to see is we support no legislation that would grow the size, scope, or cost of government. I mean, pretty simple, right? I mean, I'd make an exception. Again, we need to defend this country. That's the top priority. That would be another principle. Top priority, national defense, homeland security. Okay? Establish those principles to guide your action. So that's the process that we need to establish. So, again, I I don't get freaked out at all about if this is a multi-day process for determining the speaker, if it results in the leadership, no matter who that is, embracing principles that are conservative, embracing and guaranteeing an ironclad guarantee that they will pass a budget, use the debt ceiling the way it was meant to be used, and bring up all the appropriation bills to deliver to Chuck Schumer's Senate. And then here in the Senate, our responsibility would have to be use every parliamentary maneuver that we have at our disposal to bring those appropriation bills up in front of the Senate. And just start 
a better process. This is so horribly broken, so grotesquely dysfunctional, and we're mortgaging our kids' futures as a result. Yeah, it's good to remind people that the last time Republicans actually followed that sort of a process, we ended up with a balanced budget for a few years. We actually had a surplus. The process actually can work if we can just get back to it. Senator, it's such a great honor to have you on the show, and uh, it's a great honor to watch little by little the truth come out and other things that you've been talking about for a long time. I think 2023 year is going to be a very big boomerang year for a lot of these stories that the liberal press and the bureaucracy tried to foist upon us. It's going to be very interesting. We wouldn't have had that moment if it weren't for your hard work. Well, John, we wouldn't have had a lot of these moments were not for your hard work. I mean, your, your groundbreaking reporting on Anthony Fauci in those foster, with those foster kids in New York, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I fully understood how important that was when I read The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy Jr. But, I mean, every step of the way, you've done such groundbreaking investigatory work. Uh, we need you to keep up your efforts, too. So, <clears throat> listen, I, I appreciate, you know, the kudos you're giving me, but I, I've got to come right back at you. you you're in an amazing journalists. And I hope people truly understand that and appreciate it. Well, we got a lot more work ahead of us, but truth is our mission. So uh, we're working together on a very important future for this great country. Senator, thanks so much for the time. We really enjoyed the conversation today. We're going to get you back on real soon. Take care. Stay well. Thank you, my friend. Take care. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens 
can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right. Have a great night. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family.